Hey guys, we are pleased to say that we are associated with the Sophie Lancaster Foundation charity. And now, a message from one of our supporters. I'm a journalist and also the author of the book Weirdo Mosher Freak, which documents what happened to Sophie and Rob. I've always been a strong supporter of the Sophie Lancaster Foundation, especially as I've interviewed Sylvia multiple times when I still worked as a journalist. I think the work they do is incredible and is beginning to make a real difference. A portion of the profits of the sales of the book also go to support the foundation. Thank you. To learn more about this wonderful charity, head on over to www.sophielancasterfoundation.com. Hey, Jamie, do you like being cosy? I do. And do you like staying cosy? I like that even more. Then just head on over to www.staycosyclothing.com. Where you can find hoodies, tees, sweaters, and much, much more. With a new fall line out now. And just enter The Chronicles as one word at checkout to receive 10% off your order. And make sure you follow them on the Instagram at Stay Cozy Clothing to keep up to date with all the new designs. Remember guys, that's The Chronicles as one word at checkout to receive 10% off your order. And now back to this week's episode. Hi, I'm Jeremy Saffer, rock photographer. Check out the greatest podcast in the universe, The Chronicles of Podcast with Jamie and Tom, right now. Well, milk my ass, boys. Welcome to hashtag WBW, way back Wednesday. And these are the chronicles of Lena Scissorhands. Why Lena this week, Jamie? Why Lena this week, you ask? Yes. Not only did her and her incredible band, Infected Rain, just finish an amazing tour that I am quite frankly jealous of hell that I couldn't go to because it looked absolutely incredible. With the Butcher Babies themselves and Stitched Apart, absolutely gutted I could not go to that. But, you know, hopefully one day they'll bring it over here. Yeah. And then it's always get the best. Tours, don't they? they really do and then just to tie that little bow up nicely they decided to bro- drop a brand new single off their upcoming album this week post-mortem part one with an incredible music video to go with it so that time that timed quite perfectly didn't it well we thought that seeing as obviously the Sophie Lancaster Foundation is our interview this week to tie in with all the metalheads the goth the you know moshers etc that we'd bring out one of the uh, most incredible front women around in this planet, on this planet today. Uh, the lead singer of Infected Brain, Lena Scissorhands. Um, lovely. She's so wonderful. You know, we even talked about Moldovan cuisine. It this was, is an uh, incredible interview, yeah. I love this. So, it was so much fun. It's where we started to get into our rhythm of when we were interviewing properly. Um, so, yeah, we had a lot of fun. A lot of fun with it. Uh, obviously, in the height of COVID as well. The height, the peaks, the troughs yes. of the pandemic season. So, when everybody was building... Um, uh, uh, studios in their houses, which is incredible. So many people have studios in their houses that we've spoken to. Unreal. Um, and yes. on t- and what's so special about this interview as well is it's back from superhero bar fight. It's not even a chronicle show. It's an, which, it's an OG, boys. It's an OG, OG. One that I open with, hello, bar fightians, because that's what our listeners used to be called. Oh, yeah. It's a good, it's not even a delicious name. It's a just, oh, it's horrific. I don't it's pretty, know it's pretty bad in hindsight, isn't it? Yeah, it's awful. Oh, what can you do? Well, our show's called Bar Fight. What should we do? Oh, just make Ian the relevancy at the end. <laughs> just use Ian. Don't use Dave or Paul. Go with Ian. Uh, okay, Ian's it is. No, Ian. No, Ian's is fine. Thank you. I appreciate that for Ian's. Um, thank you all, Ian's, for being part of our Bar Fight, Ian's. All of you, Ian's, that were listening to the show. Thank you. <laughs> I do sometimes love to just sit back and watch you go off on a tangent with yourself. Uh, it's just, you know, just how my brain works. It's weird. Um, but yes, hopefully everybody enjoys this interview. We absolutely loved it. Um, Lena actually gave us a, a guest again after we spoke to her. So her chronicles have yet to be released onto our new channel. So look out for that one as well. Jamie, any final words? Lena? Even though it was a long time ago, thank you so much for coming on. And everyone who listens to this, go out and check out Infected Rain. Check out that brand new single, Postmortem Part 1. You won't regret it. 
And when you come back for the UK tour, Lena, we will be in touch. Oh, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, these are the chronicles of Lena Sissans. Bar Fightians, we have a very special guest of us today. This lady is the singer of a band I regrettably only discovered earlier this year. But boy, am I glad I did. I will go on record to say she has one of the best voices I have ever heard. Oh, um, thank you. <laughs> she's a model, a vlogger, a very cute dog owner, and the lead singer of The Mighty Infected Rain. Everyone, welcome to the show, Miss Lena Scissorhands. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so much love. Thank you, thank you, thank you, guys. No, thank, thank, like I said, thank you for doing this. It's really appreciated. So have you had some sort of a lockdown at all in, in uh, Las Vegas? Yes, we did. Um, it was, I believe, Las Vegas uh, closed everything on around the middle of March. So a little bit later than certain European countries, especially like Central Europe. I have family in Italy, so I've been told multiple times way before that, January, February, that things are going really bad out there. Mm. Um, but here, nobody even was really talking much about it, you know. And then, yes, uh, Nevada, the whole state, they closed everything. I believe it was the 14th or the 15th of March. And I don't want to um, lie about specific dates, but if I remember correctly, the very first wave of opening certain businesses started sometimes in June. So I don't know if it was like the second part of the June, something like that. So far, we have the second wave of businesses open too, but there's like the third one, which was everything else, which actually is the most essential here in Vegas, like nightclubs, I don't know, strip clubs, things that make this city going, right? Yeah. Those things, yes, and shows, concerts, obviously, those things are not open. Those are still on hold. Um, Some other states had to go back to phase one on and off because America apparently is not doing so well number-wise, but I'm trying to stay super positive, and I'm trying not to really watch a lot of news, to be honest. I don't know if that's good. Yeah, I don't know if that's good or bad. But I just, I don't know. Um, Yeah, this is the situation. I mean, as I said, a lot of things reopened. It's possible to walk outside, go to parks. It was, you know, we had parks were closed. uh, And any type of gathering with, like, a lot of people obviously was not okay. So they were closing those, right? Um, But, uh, yeah, those are open. You know, we still have everywhere posters that you have to only go in a store with a mask on or like gyms are reopened, but you have to use a mask, which is super annoying and super difficult. But obviously, you know, people are trying to be safe, which is understandable. So yeah, this is where we are. Oh, bless you. I mean, I know that it's like like 6 million cases. I think now it's going like rampant throughout the U S yeah. It's, um, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. But have you um, taught yourself anything or learned anything new whilst being locked away? Yes, I actually did. Thank you for asking. Um, the first part of the lockdown, I was enjoying very much because I do well alone. You know, I never, I love having loved ones close to me, yeah. but it so happens that I grew up where my parents were very far and then I was far from my whole family. I have younger sisters that I also love very much and I was always kind of far from everybody. And then by moving in the United States, I was also far from the band and I had to travel for everything that was um, band related. Mm. Um, So uh, in the beginning, like I was doing pretty well in the beginning, you know, I'm pretty... I have a good self-discipline, I want to think, and, you know, still (laughs) exercising and, like, being healthy and um, trying to read a lot, learn new things. But later on, I started to miss so much the stage and music in general, and just the unknown was scaring me very much, and I just didn't know what to do. 
And I had a few moments of like being really down. Obviously, I, I was writing a lot of lyrics and I was trying my best to still be productive, but it was it's just not enough. There's nothing that can replace the tour feelings, the recording in the studio feelings, all that working, rehearsing with your bandmates in the same room, you know, not by internet and stuff. Yeah. So I did have my moments, I'll be honest, you know, we are all human beings and well, exactly. and it just happens to everybody. But after a while, I just had this idea to try my best and create a um, professional environment in which I can actually work and feel like I'm actually working as a musician, not just writing things down here and there. So by that, I mean, I had a lot of support from the fans and I have Patreon that was going on for a while. And with the, with the founts that I have from the uh, band lovers and supporters, I could invest and, uh, build my own little vocal booth in uh, an actual like studio. That's so awesome. in, That's awesome. yeah, so I did it myself. I took my own time, and it was a struggle, but I did it myself. <laughs> and you know, I had to. I put apart like a whole, like a, almost like a a walk-in closet kind of. Yeah. Mm. And then you know. I invested in the needed material and then in the needed equipment because all that studio high quality, even, even just the microphone or, or the program that you're going to, you know, work with all, all the stuff costs money, you know? So I wouldn't ever be able to do that without the help of the infected rain fans and, and just supporters. And thanks. I was able to record Mm, a few songs already and I uh, collaborated with the band Season the Moon which is a band that I uh, worked before and that's actually a band of my drummer Uh, him and his brother they have this band forever it's just a non-touring band it's just for fun it's just this two brothers doing cool like progressive type of metal it's a little bit different than what Infected Rain is usually doing but it's not um, super, super heavy, I want to say, but maybe I'm just like super used to it. And for me, <laughs> it's, it's already difficult to like, <laughs> like think about heavy in, in, in that way. I don't know. But we released Opium in the beginning of August and uh, I had a lot of fun recording it. And that was my very first song that I completely recorded remotely from the band Obviously, I had a lot of support and guidance from my bandmates and Season the, Bo- Season the Moon um, musicians, like online. But I had to be my own sound engineer, my own critic. And, you know, like, it's, it's tough. Um, normally, vocalists either do it with the bandmates or just one-on-one with the sound engineer and you're just in the zone doing your thing and you get in that atmosphere and you get in that feeling that you need to deliver through your lyrics, especially if you are the lyric writer. And, you know, and in, the, in the control room, in a completely different room, there's a sound engineer guiding you, telling you, you know, you can do better or, yeah. you know, like this was amazing, let's move on, things like that, right? It's just a teamwork. Now I had to do it by myself and I had to just do a bunch of takes and I had to decide myself which ones are good enough to send to the sound engineer that will work further on with the song, right? Mm -hmm. So it was challenging, but it it came out so good and we had such a good feedback for that song that it inspires me to do more. In fact, you guys are going to be the first people to know that. But we are releasing another song with Season the Moon, hopefully by the end of September. Amazing. That sounds the, Yeah, the song is ready. We are just working on some visuals, and the song is called Another. Cool. I suppose, yeah. it help, I suppose doing all that yourself, it makes you appreciate that song so much more. 
She listened that back. You're like, I did that all by myself. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I um, I gotta say, I don't have a super um high self-esteem. Sometimes I don't know. I I have to work on that a little bit. But when I have the thumbs up and the um, you know compliments from the sound engineer itself or from other musicians, for me that's like the best higher type of compliment a musician can have because your fans love you very much and sometimes even when you you do just a song they still love you you know Mm. but when you do something that is super unique and especially if in order to do it you have to go through all of that and you have that feedback then it's completely different you know it definitely encourages me uh it so happens that Again, because of the specific type of um, childhood I had and because I was very far from my parents for a long time and I was the oldest in the family, so never really the spoiled one, (laughs) (laughs) I kind of feel like uh, that extra encouragement is exactly what I need to um, never stop being creative. I'm not saying that I need compliments all the time because after a while, those lose their uh, value, right? Mm -hmm. But just when, just like uh, feedback, even if it's negative, at least you know. I like like, uh, when people are sincere. I like when they are very open and they tell you uh, this is better than this or here you didn't really do as, as good as you could or something, right? And it challenges me. I want to be better. I want to do better, especially when it comes to music because it's my favorite thing on the planet, right? And, and I, I was just very lucky to work with these people for so long now, and they know me so well. They, they, they feel very mm, free to tell me, you know, like, you can do better than that or yeah. something. <laughs> you know so that that that's helpful that's very helpful so it's good to get a bit of constructive criticism every now and again yeah yeah it makes you and, better and we also we also did a, a, a cover song with um, my guitar player also during this lockdown decided to have a different project with different musicians um and uh i was part of uh, one of the songs and we did a cover for a nirvana song which Ooh. was super challenging too. Yeah, we did a cover for Ira Zeppelin. So check it out. It's uh, it came out like two weeks ago, actually. It's very good. It's very good. Yeah. Oh, you've already found it. Yeah. <laughs> of course, I have. <laughs> Thank you. Thank but, uh, you. It was a very random choice of Nirvana song. I, I, I don't even know the original, to be honest. But. Yeah, it's uh, it's not a, the, one of the most famous ones. A lot of Nirvana fans even don't know that song. It wasn't one of those songs that you know nirvana for but just because of how un, uh, like grungy and underground almost it was uh my guitar player right away said you know always whenever i would hear this song i thought that this song could really sound awesome with heavier riffs and like lower tuned guitars or like seven string guitars or something and he, he apparently had this idea since forever. I just, you know, I was invited to do the vocals for it, which I'm super glad I did because I grew up as a Nirvana fan as well. I was so goddamn nervous to do that song. <laughs> <laughs> so nervous. I suppose when, you, when you're honoring your heroes, it is very nerve wracking. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So now, you're originally from Moldova, is that correct? Correct. So now residing in Vegas, what led you to make the move over to the States? Well, you know, throughout my life, I lived in different countries. This is my country number four. Um, And I think that people can find their own home only if they try different places. You, You can know for sure where you actually feel awesome. I used to always say that your home is where you're loved and your home is where you're, you know, there are people that are waiting for you, people that cherish just moments of being with you. But I'm, I'm starting to change my opinion a little bit about it. And I think your home is where you feel 
like you can be yourself and your home is where you feel free, you know, and it can be a diff uh, any country, it can be any city, it can be in the mountains or it can be somewhere on an island, it doesn't matter, yeah. you know. Um, I feel very good here for now. I don't know what is going to change in my life further on going, but uh, I feel good here, you know. Um, it, was it was never planned for me to move here. It just kind of happened one thing after the other. I had a lot of um, interesting um, um, propositions as a model, and I worked here, uh, collaborated with some tattoo magazines, with some tattoo artists. I worked in some tattoo conventions and comic book conventions. Uh, it just like kind of uh, felt right. Um, I worked uh, with my vocal teacher as well. Um, at the time, she was planning to release her third DVD, which unfortunately had to be canceled because also the technology nowadays, people don't really uh, do DVDs anymore. Uh, everything is online and stuff. But the idea was there and we were like working on that together. So it kind of just like, I don't know, 2013 was uh, the very first time I visited this country. I had a few friends here and then I was just going back and forth for a while. And then it just made sense for me to try, you know, and stay. Nice. Uh, you know, I don't have any more relatives in Moldova at all. It's only my band. My whole family moved to Italy, where I lived for five years as well. I did my university there. And everybody still lives there. Um, they are not too far from Venice. And yeah, my oh, sisters nice. and my, my mom. Yeah, they are, everybody's there. I, I was going to say, the rest of the band, did they move over as well? But you literally just said they were all still in Moldova. Did you? Yeah, everybody's there. They have, you know, their families and relatives that are there. Nobody really is planning any type of moving anywhere uh, so far, but who knows, you know, like nowadays, I mean, obviously we are not talking about the current situation of the world, yeah. but in general, without considering that, it's pretty easy to travel. It's pretty easy to see each other. And just, there are so many bands where band members just live in different parts of the planet. So many, like, you know, I, I have some uh, band, um, like musicians, uh, friends from other countries. And, you know, they keep telling me that their drummer is from America and they are from Australia or their vocalist is from uh, Canada and the band is from Germany or something like that. You know, like there, right. there are, there are, it's, it's not unique anymore. No, well, I suppose cool. it's most of the time you're on the road anyway with them. So yeah. it's wherever you lay your hats doesn't really matter really. Absolutely. It? Absolutely. So infected rain are incredible at fusing genres. The way I see it is, you know, you've got like your death metal aspect, your new metal, metalcore, mix of vocal styles, etc. So what bands inspired you growing up? Well, you know, every time I get this question, I want to specify that I love music in general. And I think that, no band specifically inspired for a specific thing, but it's like, it's the mix of just good music in general that inspires you to be yourself and to that, and, you know, shows you that it's okay to be emotional or it's okay to be loud or it's okay to be heavy or it's okay to scream or it's okay to sing or it's okay to rap. There are so many, you know, and I listen to different genres. I listen to older music, newer bands. I love discovering new stuff, electronic, uh, pop, I don't know, rap music, and even like super heavy, like, I don't know, death metal bands. But growing up, um, I didn't really have um, a lot of sources for music in the beginning. Mm -hmm. It was only like radio stations and we only had like one alternative radio station, which was actually a Russian radio station. And they would play alternative and rock music from Russia. So Russian bands only, right? Which was awesome. It was awesome to like listen to something. At least I remember having this super small little, little radio and just <laughs> I would just listen to it um, on the way to school. After a while, we had this super awesome package of um, different channels. 
yeah. my mom upgraded the TV. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and we had MTV, which was absolutely amazing. And that's why I fell in love with Nirvana. That was what helped me discover other bands like Nirvana, Offspring at the time. Um, and I, I would just listen to them for, for, for a long, long time. And then it just so happens that I had um, friends, musicians. I would go to local shows and just discover more music more and more. And with my very first salary, I started working very, very early. Uh, I was 16. I went to this like local rock shop, so-called rock shop, the only one in the whole country probably. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I went there and I was like, I'm going to buy some music, you know, and uh, it was cassettes at, at the time. And for my birthday, I, I received like some sort of like Walkman. It wasn't really the Walkman, but it was a good cassette pl player. And I went there and I remember, this is just so funny. Um, I chose two albums judging by the cover because I didn't know what I'm buying even. Like, I, I never heard those bands. Guess what I bought? Go on. Uh, so I bought uh, Iowa from Slipknot, and I bought um, Sepultura album Roots. Oh, wow. Two good choices, to be fair. Yeah, <laughs> I listened to those cassettes until they stopped playing. <laughs> until it was impossible to listen to anymore. And that's it. That's how I fell in love with the like heavier and like, you know, rebel type of music. That's how it sounded in yeah. my head, at least at the time. And yeah, that, that's pretty much how everything started. And as I said, moving on, uh, also thanks to MTV and other, uh, other you know, uh, friends that gave me some albums, I discovered other bands and I was a big fan of like new metal growing up as well um, because it was just the bloom of new metal. It was just the time with all those bands like Linkin Park, Limp Bizkit, Korn, P.O.D., you know, all those bands that were not afraid to mix rapping and electronics and like all those like newer sounds in the metal when metal, true metal heads would be like, Fuck you! This is not even metal. I would be like, okay, <laughs> you know, all right. <laughs> you like what you like at the end. Of so, so I'm, sorry, I'm Karen, on, Jamie. I was going to say, I know I said in the intro, but genuinely, I do believe your voice is one of the best I've ever heard. Because well, so not only is it amazing, but your range and the different styles you can do. You know, you've got clean singing, screaming, growls, and even like hip hop style vocals in songs like Intoxicating. So how did you discover your vocal range? I've always wondered this with metal singers. It's like how they discover they can growl and scream. Is it singing along to your favorite bands and saying, I can do this pretty well, you know? Or is it, you know, you, you seek out training to do this sort of thing? Well, yes, it is actually a technique. But for me, it was a completely different story. I never thought, never knew I'm going to be in a band. I don't have a musical upbringing. I don't have musicians in my family. And I had, you know, some friends musicians, but it was never even brought up ever for me to even try. I can't read music, write music, I like notes, right? Yeah. I can't play an instrument. It was just such an accident that I was just asked to sing for fun and it was just, it was the current guitar player of Infected Rain, uh, Vidic, the one with dreads, and his friend, uh, DJ, he was a DJ, right? He was a live DJ that would like play live a lot of metal songs transformed into like a dubstep kind of thing. And, but he would do everything live, right? Okay. Like turntables and everything. Pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, pretty yeah. cool. And they were just fooling around because they were best friends and they would just play and jam here and there. And then I was asked by this DJ to try and sing. It was like some covers. And I was like, fuck yeah, let's do it, you know, like, <laughs> without even like knowing what I'm doing, right? After a while, yeah, he, he told me to do something with this voice. He told me that I should see a... Um, vocal teacher because you know there's definitely a lot of interesting stuff in my voice and I just couldn't 
I couldn't even sleep. I don't know why, but this, like, he planted the seed in my head and I couldn't stop thinking about it. So I did. I found a vocal teacher in a university of music in Moldova. And I, I used to go and see her like three times a week for like three years almost. And we just, you know, she taught me how to breathe correctly, how to warm up a little bit, just like any other muscles in our body, our vocal cords need to be warmed up, you know, and like we would sing classic, um, songs with her it was a lot of fun but obviously when when infected rain started being infected rain and everything started kind of um getting serious you know um i knew that you know the band was pretty heavy already and i knew that i i don't want to just be a girl that sings in the band and i knew if i'm gonna sing i want to be able to be one vocalist that's it. You know, I never was against having like a guitar player or a bass player, like having the doing the back vocals, like a lot of bands do, but just for some reason, I guess, because I used to write since I was 14, like uh, poems and I applied some of them in the beginning of infected rain. And just because when you're the, the writer of the lyrics, it's kind of, it's like, your um, responsibility to actually deliver what it is that you're trying to say. And I, it was a challenge for me to be the singer that can do it all, right? Like that, that is enough. Just the one singer is enough, right? And I just, I, I did a lot of mistakes. I heard myself. I wanted to scream for sure. Definitely I tried with other bands and I tried and I did like some, like covers to understand like how other women in metal are doing it or how men in metal are doing it, you know, just to understand. And it felt, it felt right, but I just couldn't do it for long. Like whenever we were on tour, I couldn't do it for too many shows in a row. Uh, Cause it was just, it was, it wasn't actually right the way I was doing it until I discovered the DVDs of Melissa Cross and her vocal techniques, the, the brutal type of vocalizing that she was teaching to huge, huge musicians like vocalist of Il Nino, uh, Slayer, uh, Slipknot, like those names, huge names were on her website and on, and on her DVDs, like Randy from Lamb of God, uh, Angela from Arch Enemy, like so many, right? And I was like, okay, well, if she can guide people like that, that go on tour forever and they have shows every day, I can definitely learn from her. So I just tried to learn from what was available at the time. I bought her DVDs, I saw her videos and I was just doing it by myself, but it improved very much. But the real improvement and the real change happened when I met her for the first time in person. And that was in 2013. And not only by her techniques and vocal exercises and um, just guidance uh, what, that, that um, is like about vocals, not only that, but just the, um, she, she's almost like a mentor for me. Yeah. She made me believe in myself so much, like nobody else on the planet, not my family, not my loved ones, and not my bandmates even were able to give me that encouragement. Nobody, nobody did it the way she still does it because we became super close friends and she still does it. And even, even if I talk to her once a year or twice a year, she, that's enough. The, yeah. the encouragement she gives, gives me, I believe in myself. I know I own what I am and I'm not afraid to be what I am because of her, you know? Um, Cause I, I always was very humble about when it comes to music and very, very like a lot of other friends, musicians, including her would like kick my ass every time whenever I say that. But I used to say, you know, I'm not a musician. I'm not even a musician. I'm not that talented. 
And they were like, are you fucking kidding me? What is wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) But it's only, I say that because I understand that a lot of people either are born with an amazing talent, they don't even need to learn much and they got it. You know, everything I do and everything I did was hard work and is hard work. And it's okay. I like it. You know, it's a challenge for me. I like it. But yeah, I am one of those vocalists that needs um, at least a 30-minute warm-up, even if I just go in a rehearsal room or every day going on the stage, I warm up. And it's unnerving for other bandmates or other bands that are touring with us. But I have to do it. It's part of my ritual. Otherwise, I'm not confident on the stage. I need to do it. I know other musicians that don't even care. They take a shot or smoke a cigarette and they sound perfect. And they really do. But they really do. That's the thing, you know. It's not that they are arrogant or anything. They really do sound perfect. I just, I don't know. I need that little ritual to sound confident at least. So, yeah, that's how. (laughs) It's a little bit a different story for me, I think, than other vocalists in metal especially uh, you know when it comes to like this brutal type of vocalizing uh, but if if I need to add something a little bit regarding the different types of vocals that I'm applying it's just my love for music I just think that it doesn't matter what you have to do if you need to whisper or you need to scream your ass off or you need to rap in order to deliver that emotion that you try to put on the paper first fucking go for it it doesn't matter if you're a pop singer or a rapper or a metal hat it doesn't matter you know that's my opinion because whoever invented those rules are just putting you in the box it's amazing when you have that connection with somebody as well, when you meet somebody instantly, just that's it. Friends for life. Absolutely yeah. <laughs> incredible. So it's so cool that you have a, so um, yeah. So you said that your family aren't very musical at all. So what was, uh, what do you, what were you aspiring to be before music came into your life? Yeah, I was actually already on the good path. I was a hair and makeup artist and oh, I started working as a hair and makeup artist very young. Um, I loved being creative in that um, aspect. And I started in time, I started working with photographers. I started modeling when I was 19. And then I started working for some TV shows as a hair makeup artist. And the goal for me, I was doing very well. I had a lot of customers. I worked in Italy and in Moldova. And uh, the goal for me was eventually to have my own place and not to work for somebody, obviously. But yeah, just the music took over and it, it, it gave me way more emotion and way more satisfaction than even the job that I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. I was in love with my job. I loved it very much. You know, I had to sometimes have side jobs and part-time jobs together with being a hair makeup artist just yeah. because... In the beginning of the band's career, we really needed money to invest in the first record, first videos. Nobody gives you that money out of nowhere. And it's not a secret that we've been independent for the first 10 years. You know, so we had to do it ourselves. Later on, obviously, with the money that we would do from uh, merchandise sales or the fee, the small fees for, for the shows that we could get, that would like cover certain uh, expenses, hmm. but yeah, in the very beginning, it was no covering expenses, just give, 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 <laughs> invest, invest, invest. <laughs> but yeah, it's it was totally worth it. Uh, but yeah, I was a hair and makeup artist, and um, honestly, I stopped working a full as full full time. Uh, I want to say four year, five years ago. But before it was a full-time job and they were very patient with me, the place where I used to work, um, because I've been touring, you know, and even before this five years, it was okay for them. They would always wait for me, let me go. They understood that this is the only way. Yeah. Yeah. And it was nice. That's awesome. Now, although the answer is probably very obvious, where did the, uh, the name Lena Scissorhands come from? Yeah, the name is already pretty obvious, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
funny thing is, um, I, I always was a big fan of Tim Burton and uh, especially like this specific movie, Edward Scissorhands. So when I finished the hairdresser school, I was still in high school and I had to go to hairdresser school like in the second part of the day. During a whole year, I had to study. And when it finally happened, I was so happy about it. My friends, uh, um, they ordered this T-shirt for me. It was custom and it said, Lena scissor hands. And that's it. It just stuck to me. And then internet kind of came in my life little by little and you had to create your own like uh i don't know email name or whatever yeah. and i just <laughs> used that and just stuck to me i love it i had a feeling that might be the case but you never know so yeah. the, the first song i heard by you guys was uh orphan soul okay now they are really deep lyrics on that song so you said that you write the songs for your band um do you take your lyrics from like life experiences or are they songs based on like ideas you thought of like things from fiction and whatnot or is it a bit of both a bit of both but mainly i write about my past experiences or present experiences some some of the um i do get inspired very much by movies and books i read um I like to think that, that I'm a pretty aware person. So I, I pay attention to little details, some that people even don't notice sometimes. And it just, I have to like, re, re, like go back or read it again. Sometimes it like just blows my mind. And, and it's such a simple uh, like idea sometimes. And I just have a notebook or just notes in my phone and I just write them down just so I don't forget. And then I come back and I evolve it. Right. But the majority of my lyrics, especially when we talk about orphan soul are based on my past. And that is, uh, yeah, that is definitely, you know, my childhood <laughs> in a few words or in a few notes. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, family issues, Everybody has those, somebody more uh, serious than others. And I knew, um, it took me a while to actually, um, I wrote those lyrics and I just accidentally, I was just, you know, going through it. And I, I got in, uh, encouraged by a friend to actually apply it to a song. Cause I was like, I don't think I'm going to ever sing about this. Cause I don't know. I was, I just thought that I didn't want to whine, you know, I didn't want to sound yeah. whining <laughs> like, cause I'm not, yes, my past and my childhood was pretty difficult. I don't want to say rough or anything, but it was pretty difficult, but I know there are people that had it way worse, way worse. Um, I'm, I'm proud of, how I dealt with it, definitely. And I think, you know, I learned a lot from it. And that's why I decided that I need to talk about that. Mm. Because uh, unfortunately, we live in a society where people are just so used to blame their past or the people in their past for how they are. Yeah. Instead of working on themselves and being better and understand um how to deal with certain situations without pointing the finger or without blaming something that you can't even change anymore because it's in the past. Instead, think about now, you know, think about what you can do now and what's in your power now. So I, that's why I decided that, you know, I wanted to, to put that into a song and that my band mem members were very supportive about it. Uh, it was pretty challenging because when we were doing the music video, it had to be, very specific. We have the making off online. If you guys are curious, you should uh, take a look because I used some of the um, little artifacts. I like to call them from my real life. So oh. yeah, it's, That's uh, cool. it's interesting. Mm -hmm. I've checked that out. Um, have you ever found that where you've written stuff down and then gone, why have I written that again? <laughs> uh, no, but I did, I did uh, like, I would read it and I'm like, this is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. Not even like, not even 60% of the stuff that I, I write becomes a song. So <laughs> I write a lot all the time. Like you will see me out of nowhere, grabbing a phone, 
tactically and be like, oh, I got it ready. Yeah. I look forward to the next song about talking to two British guys on a podcast. Um, <laughs> 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 we were saying earlier, you've done a couple of uh, cover songs away from Infected Rain recently. Um, we talked about your cover of Aero Zeppelin. And I heard an amazing cover of all the things she said by Tattoo. Thank you. Absolutely loved that. Um, Are there any other cover songs you'd like to give like an Infected Rain spin on? Have you talked to the guys about doing? Um, Yeah, you know, we, I'm very careful when it comes to covers because um, I don't know. I just think that you have to really relate to the song in order to feel it and actually deliver like that message, right? First of all. Second of all, I really love the covers that actually change the song a little. So it's your own version of that other song. You're not not trying to like sound exactly the same or do the same tricks. So it's, it's a little bit more challenging when it comes to that, especially in my opinion. But we were thinking with the boys to like, eventually have a big big show uh, that is going to be completely different and we would invite like other i don't know other musicians even with instruments that are not typical for infected rain like violin and piano and whatever something Mm. like that and just create this big show with uh different genres and and sing infected rain songs and some covers, maybe some of them even acoustic. But this idea is so big, and it's 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 a it's a cool idea. Everybody in the band wants to do it, but it just it will take a lot of time and money to make it real. So yeah. if we will actually do that, we should also record it in it like for a DVD or something like that. So that's why we we haven't yet. Um, you know, and, and I'm very far from the band now because you would think now is the perfect time uh, to do yeah. something like that. But I'm <laughs> far, so we can't, I can't travel yet to go and work with the band. But hopefully closer to the end of the year, I will be able to because we are working on newer stuff and, you know, we need to like film something for it and stuff like that. Amazing. Now, this song is going to, this question, Robert, is going to sound really weird about context. Um, tell us about Bananas. Well, actually, yeah, no, thank you. Thank you for asking because... Tom looks so confused. (laughs) Yeah, right? Uh, Bananas is the name of my YouTube channel. And I, yeah, and I um, created my own YouTube channel a little bit of, like, I think it's a year and a half now ago, a year and six months ago. Um, But I was told to do that for so long by fans and friends. Everybody was always so con- convinced that I have a lot to talk about and I could, it could be interesting, you know? Um, but obviously I'm not that super skilled to do so much by myself, like editing, filming, you know, you can be good at talking and, and sharing your life or whatever, but there's a lot more behind it. So you have to have like a team or somebody that believes in you just as much, you know, to start with. And then, yeah, uh, I was encouraged by my guitar player, which is the um, um, founder of Infected Rain. Uh, me and him are from the start. And he, um, he encouraged me, yes, to do more and, like, make sure I have behind the scenes of every photo shoot, every music video, like, recording and share the, the you know, the other aspects of my art live like i don't know um being a model or being a hair makeup you know hair makeup artist or just being in the kitchen and being myself because i love cooking i don't know you know just sharing everything and just have this specific different platform where where i can share that with people and it, it doesn't matter how many people follow me it doesn't matter how many people watch it it's just a good um place to just collect all this information and whoever is really interested enough is going to find it you know and it, it's it's interesting it really is I'm, I'm having fun 
in the beginning, I was super nervous about it. I was like, ah, there's no way I'm that interesting <laughs> to have so much information to give to people. But it just, yeah, I'm, um, I'm a very inspired, you know, I got used to it now. And I just listened to requests that some of the close fans, they, they would be like, you know, if I have a lot of people keep asking me about, hey, tell me about your dreads. How do you take care of them, color them, whatever. Then, you know, I did a video about how I, I literally was coloring my own hair during the video. <laughs> had no makeup. And I was like, I don't care if you like me or not. I'm going to look funny. <laughs> I'm going to tell you to make it more fun. I'm going to tell you the story of the different hairstyles I had during my life. And I put, I placed some super funny teenager pictures I had. So it was fun. But so little things like that, right? Sometimes I'm out of ideas, but yeah, I'm just, I just try to be myself. Yeah. It's cool because it's like a little online diary. So when you're older, you can go back and go, oh my God, I remember I did this. I remember yeah. I did that. That's so That's cool. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very correct. And it's also a good way to, whenever like a fan or just a friend asks you something, and it's like, it would be, we need like hours for me to tell you all that. So I just link. <laughs> link. <laughs> I copied the links and I'm like, okay, uh, do you need popcorn? <laughs> yeah, see this and more. <laughs> so the last Infected Rain album came out last year. Yeah. Um, is there another album on the horizon or is the plan to tour for the previous album first i I imagine touring got sidelined yeah yeah because we don't have uh specifics about when touring is going to be possible yet we can only hope (laughs) but yes we are working on a newer album although it's kind of early because um endorphin came out in the end of the year uh autumn of 2019 and normally you need at least a year and a half or two uh, to release the, the next one between promotion and between touring with that album, you need time to present it to people, right? And especially because this was our very first album together with our record label, things had to do, had to be done the way the music business is actually used to do things, yeah. right? Not just the way you want it. So, um, which is fine, you know, it's fine because that's how you get to be on radio stations and that's how you get to be, you know, on the shelves of like music stores and stuff like that. Uh, so, yes, so far we, we are taking our time because as I said, we are not in a rush because it's pretty early, but yes, we are working on a new album. We have an idea and a concept for the name and the artwork and uh yeah we're working on it amazing awesome i look forward to that did you ever think that you would get to where you are today you know the other day i was actually realizing that we are working on our fifth album and i i had goosebumps and i was like oh my god i remember being a teenager and listening to bands that only had five albums and i was like that's probably the end of their career i'm like this is so cool when you have five albums you're a superstar and you've done it you know but it's not like that the real life is just not like that man you're just continue being creative be yourself you know and just put music out there for as long as you can you know So, yeah, I mean, I love where we are, but it's never like a goal to be somewhere. The goal is to just give, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's it. And if people love it, awesome. Awesome. I do. (laughs) (laughs) I'll become a a proper little fanboy the minute I am. So, well, too bad you didn't discover the band last year because we played in, in the UK for the first time last year. Yeah, and I was going to go to that tour and I couldn't afford it. I was so annoyed. Oh. It was the Lacuna Coil tour, wasn't it? Yeah, I was going to yeah. go. I could have discovered you sooner. Typical. <laughs> so um, I posted that we were talking to you today in a bunch of like infected rain groups and fan groups and download festival groups and basically seeing if anyone had any questions. And I got a couple of questions together for you if you don't mind answering some from other fans. Definitely. So... Carly Bowers basically says, no questions. Just wanted to say that she loves your vibe. 
Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> As um, Ross Baker said, will there be any European headlining tours or UK festivals on the cards? It's very difficult to answer that question. Obviously, there are plans, but I can't, I can't promise anything. You know, all I can say is stay tuned because things change and plans change. I don't know. All I can tell you is we did try our best together with everybody who was, who is behind the curtains, like record labels, booking agencies, promoters, and managers. We tried our best to just um, reschedule everything from 2020 to 2021. And we are receiving um, propositions and invitations for newer events, but none of those are 100% happening yet. We don't know. We, we're trying. You know, uh, unfortunately, it doesn't depend on us. It, every country, hell, even every city sometimes, if it's, we're talking about bigger cities, they have their own rules. And something that is okay for Germany might not be okay for Switzerland or something that is okay for Switzerland might not be okay for you, the UK. You know, rules are so different in every country that until everybody's going to be on the same page, like actual tours are going to be pretty difficult. Yeah. That's a shame. So were there plans to come to the UK before everything got cancelled or? Uh, yes. I mean, we were, we were thinking about that. Um, for like another bigger tour because you know what it is um um citizens of moldova need <laughs> visas to come to the uk um and to acquire such visa it's not that easy and it's very expensive so obviously whenever that is happening we are going to try to include as many cities as possible yeah. for it to be at least you know worth it because they can only give they give you this visa for a short amount of time so you can use it multiple times so yeah plans were there but as i said i fortunately i can't tell you more than that That's That's enough. Enough. Yeah. so um oh my friend andy said with your recent cover of all the things she said with chase the comment um are there any other duets that you'd like to do oh of course you know of course i've been uh talking with our manager the other day and I, I asked him, you know, for now, just an idea, but like if we ever think about like a vocalist or a band to collaborate, how does it work? Cause I didn't even know, you know, cause I, look, I get a lot of invitations from people and some of them I take part, some of them I just can't uh, cause there's no time or I don't know. But um, I was curious, how does it work when you, you know, when you talk with like, big big bands right and the manager said well that's why i'm here for <laughs> so of course of course you know it's it's it would be great to to have you know like a duet with i don't know chino moreno from deftones for example <sighs> he's done so many you know and 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 i'm a huge fan of that band huge fan and especially of his vocals. So it would be so crazy to have him on the song, you know, or, or I don't know, Randy from Lamb of God or. Yeah, Randy's yeah. together. Your vocals are being incredible. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I have some ideas. I have some thoughts, but for now, none of those are like actually a hundred percent. So. Maybe not even with this album, but for the future, definitely. Oh, yeah, definitely I'll try to do some stuff together. Keep my eyes peeled. And Andy also says, as you love horror movies, um, if you could choose the way in which you'd die in a horror movie, how would you like it to happen and by who? I liked this question. Oh, my good. God. Well, <laughs> I, want, I want mine to be Pennywise's victim. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. New Pennywise or mine. old Pennywise? Ah. Uh, I would go with the newer one, but I'm a huge fan of the old movie just as much as I'm a huge fan of the newer one and the actor, you know, but uh, I would go with the newer one. Let's give it that vibe. Like yeah. it. <laughs> and how? Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll be just floating, I guess. <laughs> right? Because we all, all float. We all float. Yeah. Amazing. So, um, 
before we get out of here, is there any plugs anywhere people can find you in the world on the old social media and whatnot? Oh, everywhere. I'm literally everywhere. Just <laughs> I'm everywhere. Google it. Just Google it. <laughs> no, literally, it, it is. It is. I mean, I tried to be everywhere possible. I am. I'm not that good with Snapchat. I tried, but I'm. I'm literally everywhere else. Um, so uh, yeah, I have one last thing I want to ask because you said you love cooking. Do you miss Moldovan cuisine? Well, it so happens that we don't have a huge. Uh, Moldovan traditional like cuisine we do yeah. have a few dishes that are pretty typical to Moldova but Moldova used to be part of Romania uh, long 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 time ago you know when kings were around then after being independent for a while being the Republic of Moldova we used to be also part of USSR so we kind of have both culture of like more of Eastern Europe with like Russian type of cuisine and Ukrainian mixed with Romanian and Hungarian kind of together. But because basically if you go to Romania, you can find a few things that are typical from Moldova. And when, if you go like to Ukraine, you can find a few things and so on. Cause we have so many nationalities in Moldova. Like hell, even, you know, my parents are not even from Moldova. So Okay. My mom was actually born in Moldova, but her like her parents are um, Greek and Polish. My dad is completely from Armenia. He was not even born in Moldova, you know, and his whole family is Armenian. And th- th- there are families like that. Almost every family is either half Ukrainian, half Moldavian, or like fully Romanian, but live in Moldova. So the majority, I would say the majority of the population of Moldova is um, pretty mixed. So oh, that's wow. why we have a mixed culture of food. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, I, I, I eat vegan for, for over four years. Oh, nice. But um, there are vegan versions of a lot of dishes that I, am, I love very much because I love Mexican food. I love, <gasps> uh, you know, uh, Asian yes. food and Indian food. I love it very much. You know, I just love enjoying a meal. I don't know, for some reason... I grew up in a pretty poor family and food for us was always just, just so we, we are not hungry. It was never something like unique. It was never something uh, sophisticated. Yeah. So when I started cooking by myself and I started discovering how many things you could do and have, and then later on um, when I was doing a little bit better in life and I would work and have my own budget and everything. And I would like, experiment with food and travel and try different, um, you know, typical foods of different places. I just loved um, taking my time with food and actually enjoying it. In fact, when I cook, I use a lot of different type of spices, some of them very unique. Um, You know, like I like to go to uh, an international store we have right here where I can find stuff from different countries. Like I do love 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 um italian food but like real authentic from italy because there are a lot of american versions of italian food because um italian um people they used to come to america for a long long time and there are a lot of families that have italian roots so they still you know like they americanized a little the Italian dishes, which is also interesting, but it's not really like the actual Italian food. If you go to Italy, yeah. So uh, because I lived in Italy, I I got spoiled with good coffee, good wine, good food, you know, and I just love that so much. So whenever I cook, I just try to never think about like – you know, don't put this and this together uh, because it's too much or too expensive, you know, yeah. or that. Especially when, especially because, you know, I, I, I don't really have a big family here or anything, but I, lo- I just love cooking. I think, you know, I love going out for food as well, but I just enjoy the ritual of cooking and taking my time with that and just, I don't know. That's awesome. I was just intrigued, that was all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I actually do have a few videos of cooking on my YouTube channel. I'm definitely going to watch those. I'm going to find those after this. (laughs) 
I love food so much. I should do more of that because, um, yeah, a lot of people are curious how do I uh, replace certain things, you know, in a vegan, make them vegan version. I really like to eat healthy as well. So I, yeah. I like to do my research when it comes to food in general. So I don't just eat vegan because uh, there is a lot of vegan food that it can, can still be like bad for you. But I just find it interesting and challenging to find the healthy the healthy thing, you know, and, and to cook healthy and eat healthier at least. Yeah, I'm not yeah. saying that's all I'm eating. Obviously not, you know. But I was never a huge fan of like, you know, um, fast food or super fried food or like um, a lot of snacks or a lot of dessert. I just, I just like to everything, a little bit of everything kind of, yeah. I don't know. Moderation okay. is key, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Try to. Now, before we get out of it, I'd, I'd just say to all of our listeners, please, everyone go out and check out Infected Rain, especially Mold, because I fucking love that song. Yeah, but thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. I really, really appreciate it. I've had a great time talking to you. Thank you, guys. I had fun, too. Thank you for having me, and thank you for speaking so highly about you know, what we've been done so far. Um, thank you. I really had... I had fun. Thank oh, you. I'm, I really I'm appreciate it's that. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. And as soon as you can get back to the UK, I shall be there front centre. Okay. Yeah. Cheering yeah, like a little go. cheer girl. Maybe we can do a live interview, you know? Oh, I'm going to hold you to that. Yeah, yeah let's do it. Of course. Just make Amazing. sure you tell me in advance so I know about it. Yeah, it's I'm pleasure. just going to turn up at the door. Let me in. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much. Really, really, really appreciate it. Thank you, you guys. Have a good day. And enjoy the rest of your day. Have a great day. Take care. Bye. See you later. Bye. Hey, this is Baz Black, and you're listening to the Chronicles of Podcast. Never let anyone tell you that you can't do something. Just go do it and show them that way. Hi, I'm Frank Guglielmelli, and I'm the narrator for some wonderful audio dramas from SISCAST, like Marty and Mars, Bounty Hunters, and a great part in Val Toby, with much more to come. You can find these programs on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Or head over to our website, www.syscast.com. We are excited to announce that we are now affiliated with the Chronicles of Podcast with Tom and Jamie.